0: Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture.
1: We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Family Talk, and I am Leif Hetland, and I have with me Micah, who is my new intern. Uh, Micah, just uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and how we met, and then we are going to actually step right into the podcast.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm Micah Tiegel. I'm from Abilene, Texas. I've lived there for about 16 years of my life. Uh, originally, I'm from Ethiopia, and um, After going to high school and one year of uh, university, I went to uh, a school called Global Awakening School of Supernatural Ministry. And um, after my second year is when I ran into Leith at a conference and I was his chauffeur. And uh, and so that's how we got connected. And uh, a year later, here we are
1: in his uh, office. And I'm honored to be his intern and this journey that the Lord has for us. Yeah, you kind of just moved right into our family and found your place at the family table, yeah, both did. both naturally in our home, but also here in the office. And and it's been such a joy. And one of the first things that I had the honor was to, to to give you a call and say, "Oh, you're ready for Africa the first day on the <laughs> work." So so how how did that feel when you got that invitation?
0: It was like, "Wow, <laughs> I'm going back to my home country." I was excited,
1: uh, but it was beautiful. Yeah. So no, it work. was fun. No, we're going to talk a little bit today because uh, both of us had, a, and I wanted you, of course, to be part of that experience, but we're going to talk about a man named Father Ubalt. That many people don't know who Father Ubalt is, but uh, together with uh, Dr. Mike Hutchins and Joanne Moody and Jessica Pate and, and a team from the Agape Freedom Fighter, we actually wanted to honor Father Ubalt, who actually died during this COVID season. Actually, i met him in the end of the, the, I think it was the same events that you were the driver at the Voice of the Apostle. He ended up with COVID and he died here in the States, but he's actually a true hero. What, what are some of the things you learned about Father Ubalt when we were there? Because you didn't know much about him before we went. That's
0: right. Yeah, I had no idea, never heard of his name or anything. And um, the thing that captivated my heart about him was just uh, uh, the power of forgiveness and how much of an impact I can make on a whole nation, not just Uh, A family and like hearing his story and how well he's known everywhere Like especially when we're in the hotel and we're asking hey, do you know this person and people are like, yeah Yeah, yeah." and uh, so it was really cool just hearing uh, the revelation of forgiveness that he had and the way that he uh, Lived that out in the way it shaped the entire nation from this tragedy to this redemption that came Uh, It was just beautiful
1: and it's an incredible story for about five years uh, I had the honor of of meeting him, but he was just one attending a conference. You have this African uh, priest father that just shows up. And several times he came up and said, would you pray for me? And I remember the persistency, oh, you need to come to Rwanda. And I had a lot of invitations to go to a lot of different countries, and so you're kind of a limited, but I still remember yet had an experience when we released the baptism of love, uh, then it was in 2020, he said, you need to come to Rwanda, you need to come to Rwanda. And I said, I promise I will come to Rwanda. And then i did i didn 't know who he was, and I think there's so many unknown heroes out there. I, I probably would have come five years earlier if I recognized yeah. the value of, of what he has done in a nation and The story about Father U was in one thousand nine hundred and ninety four when the genocide happened, uh, they pretty much killed all the family in the most horrific way. It was Father Ubal, his sister, and one other family member that survived. And the story, to make it short, when the case came up and the murderer was caught for this horrific evil act, Father Ubal he had learned about love and forgiveness, and he chose to forgive the murder. But on the top of that, love looked like something. He adopted and took care of the children and the family. And that kind of started the tipping point of how the Ubal went into the prison with the most horrific murders and offered them love and forgiveness. And he started actually all over the nation. You can trace the healing. And so when you and I, and I, I just wanted to throw the ball over to you because when we landed after, we had some curveballs and that's a different thing. But when we landed there, And one of the first thing we got to do was to see the Genocide Memorial. Share with me a little bit about what was your experience when we're walking into this Genocide Memorial? Yeah, man,
0: I wept. Uh, it, It broke me. It broke me. I've never, I've heard of genocide, but that was, that's something that in my mind, I think is happens way back in history, not something that's so recent. And, um, just seeing. Just hearing the stories and then actually seeing the pictures of what took place 28 years ago um, is something that was unfathomable to me. I really did not think it could have been that bad. And uh, and especially our guide, he was actually impacted in his family, he lost some family and having somebody that is, that lived through that and walked through that, I think that was just, uh, it was really eye-opening, but also it just broke my heart for that nation and for those people.
1: Yeah, and we also had dinner with Immaculate. Mm-hmm and she's also, I mean, best-selling author, and she shares her story. I encourage everyone to, to buy that Book of Immaculate. That was also an experience when, yeah. when we got to meet her and, and just what she has meant to that nation.
0: Yeah, she's been amazing. Uh, that was a great dinner with her, and, and just hearing her story and the things that she's done has been really cool too.
1: Yeah, so uh, what I wanted to build a little bit bridge over, because as I said, we went there, uh, and we were part of a team uh, honoring Father Ubal, uh, we, we arrived there, but it was a couple of, I wanted you to share a couple of the highlights because I, I know there's one story that you told and that was one of the reasons I wanted the podcast because I think this shows in the micro what God is doing in the macro. And you were talking about this one woman that you guys were praying for and uh, and, and then what actually, I mean, she had all these physical illnesses, yeah. but share that story. I think that's very yeah, powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So this lady, we were in, uh, it was a church of, uh, that they built for Father Ubald. And uh, I was just going around taking pictures of people and uh, I found this one lady, very colorful uh, clothing, and I just took a picture of her, and um, and she started talking to me in her language, thinking I was one of them, and I didn't know anything. And so we got a, a translator, and we we're talking, and she began to talk about this this pain that she had all in her head, in her body, and in her feet. And so we just asked if we can just pray for her, and and I just felt the Lord just uh, asked me if she wanted to forgive somebody, and and she, and she said yes, and she had three specific people from the genocide uh, that she wanted to forgive because she told us that all this pain hap- began once the genocide ended. And so she, she went on to, and with each person, she forgave him, just released those people from uh, this, the brokenness that she felt. And, and after she did that, she got completely restored. Uh, the pain left her body, her head, everything, and she was completely new. And it was just beautiful seeing the, the countenance on her face change and her just finding that freedom physically and in
1: her heart. Yeah, and, and that's one other thing that I, I was blown away, and we've talked about it, and in my second podcast here, I'm gonna personally talk a little bit of some of the lessons I've learned that I think that all of us need to learn from Rwanda. Mm. Uh, but we talked about it, I mean, we, we went there, and Father, Father Ubal he invited me to go there and teach about love and forgiveness, and very much that was his message. But I don't think even we had left the genocide memorial before I realized that we are the students. We have to learn from these people to see the, what these people that had experienced this key of miracle. I call it a miracle key, the miracle key of forgiveness and how they chose. I mean, here is the neighbor that raped their daughters, the raped the family, the most horrific acts. Mm-hmm. And they chose to use this key to say, I give you what you don't deserve and they experience themselves freedom and healing themselves and to starts to see the hope for a nation. And that's gonna be part of what I'm going to talk about in the second part is the healing hope for the nation. But you watch something, you watch all of us ministering together, you took pictures, but you prayed for people. But if you're gonna just kind of give a little summary of some of the things that you saw all over, Rwanda, from Kigali to we went uh, to and, and, and all of that. Yeah, but just share a little bit of some of the things that you recognize, the environment changing, and, and and pretty much an overview of what you believe that God is actually doing in Rwanda and what he wants to do in our life as a result of yeah. it. I think it was it was such a dynamic
0: team that we had. It was you with the baptism of love and, and Dr. Mike with the, uh, PTSD and trauma healing and, and Joanne with the impartation and and Jessica. And I think it was just beautiful, the way that the Lord brought this specific team together for this specific nation. Um, And so the the thing that that really stood out to me when we went to each place, each different church was how it started to how it ended. And it was this, it was this like, there was unity within them, but there was also this place of that wasn't fulfilled, that was still had this void and orphan spirit. And it was all this healing that needed to happen And the way that you started with the the three chairs and the orphan spirit and the baptism of love, it it was just a place that just hit their heart perfectly. And uh, it just opened them up to be able to receive everything the Lord wanted to pour out. And so I think it was amazing just watching the transformation of these orphans into sons and daughters and and the joy coming in, the healing coming in, the freedom coming in, and just seeing them worship with joy and with this healing and this unity they had. I think that was uh, just a beautiful thing, Uh, especially that church that we went to. Um, I think it was the third church, the one where the massacre happened at and 94, the, yeah. the 94, yeah. Um, and just because Leif and I got there earlier before the team did, and, and you walk in, it's just this stiff atmosphere,
1: and it was just... And the interesting thing in that, we had just watched at the Genocide Memorial. There was pictures and video mm-hmm. of that place. exactly. So when I stood and I, I recognized this church, this yeah. Catholic church is the oldest church in Kigali, Catholic church. And tell the story there because it's, uh, it's incredible what actually happened there in 94 because people are not aware of it. We forget so easily. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so this was a church that was like a sanctuary for uh, the, the tribe, the Tutsi tribe, that was, being, uh, that, that was being taken advantage of. And so they could run to this church and it was supposed to be a safe place. And so when they got there, the military there came and even, even the priests turned against the people. And um, we actually have a picture that we're going to show you all on the video, uh, but it's uh, it, instead of a sanctuary, it became a massacre and they closed the doors. Everybody got stuck in there and they just killed everybody and it was just super, super
1: dark. And Yeah. And when we watched that picture and again, back again to our story, you and I standing outside, I still remember we had an alcoholic beggar, he had scars all over his head. He's still drinking every single day since 94, begging and he had scars all over because he's never been able to internal be able to fix it he's just trying to bandage his pain and here we are so just describe we walk in and the mass is going on and you can that's the church 28 years earlier there was a slaughter field and you can feel the stiffness still going on it was it was so stiff and i I was actually kind of concerned when we walked
0: in i was like man i hope this place turns out good and uh and and you began preaching and 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 even at the beginning, it was still kind of stiff. But when you came and, and it was ministry time and right before that, I just felt that spirit come and just this, this it was something that unlocked. I don't know what it was. And then the spirit came, you began to preach or you began to do ministry. And it was just this complete turnaround, it was a black and white difference. And then uh, from that moment, everything changed in that place. And it was just
1: beautiful. Yeah. And eventually, I know I was so grateful for Joanne Moody mm. uh, that, that it ended up with a big party and a joy. I think that part of my sauce, I mean each one of us brought our special sauce and I love that about our team. It didn't matter because none of us were competing with one another. It's not like we didn't care who spoke and who did what. It was more just constantly feeling is who carries what is next for the purpose of serving and honoring them. And it's a joy, both with Dr. Mike and with Jessica and Joanne, that we have that relationship, where we just we celebrate one another, right. and it doesn't matter who God is using there. And I, I still remember because we do have we have the black and white pictures from '94. We have a little video that we we'll probably show with people when the presence, the sweetness comes in, the environment is changing, and then a little bit of opposition in the spirit of mass healings and empowering them, and then it resulted the same place to watch these people and the joy and the party joy, in joy, the Catholic joy. Church. Yeah,
0: it was it was amazing. Yeah. We were sweating, we were jumping. It was
1: it was cool. Yeah, we had a joy tunnel. We had, yeah. It was a joy <laughs> it tunnel. It was definitely a joy tunnel, that's it for sure. It was a joy tunnel. And, yeah. and, okay, so what are some of the lessons? Uh, I'm just saying because, again, we have all over the world and we can talk about issues. We've talked and I'm gonna talk in the next session a little bit about I mean you have this us against them. We've had Republican and Democrats or mask or no mask or vaccines or no I mean you have all those issues that mm. a lot of us has faced in the last couple of years and then we realize the history before ninety four. How actually it can lead up to where we are actually dehumanize somebody that's different than us. Yeah. And we how we can and what that can lead to. But for me, and that's part of my second session, that I want to talk about, what does the healing leaves for a nation look like? How do we heal hope? I left there with a baptism of hope. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. Absolutely.
0: Was Absolutely. That was uh, because like what you're talking about, the history before 94. I mean, if when you give the enemy an inch, he will take a mile. And it just starts with one step and then goes to two and three. And so just seeing how it all led up to that was eye-opening because of, like what you're saying, the political things in America and, and just the Uh, Tension and a division has come here Um, not that we're gonna have a genocide, but we've got to be careful. What could happen with with what we have
1: yeah, but and and The the fearful thing. I mean it could easily and it can easily lead to the same thing here if we're not aware And at the same time the, the lessons also that I learned I mean, I I've just learned it in a personal issue my wife and I We've, there's been times we've had some arguments, we call it even fights, and, and both of us, and you, you're, you're staying there so you can see, I mean, we are two strong personality. Mm-hmm. But I have watched how one little offense has come in, tension goes in, and in the next moment, all I can remember is all the bad stuff that she has done. Yeah. And you forget about everything else. But then you use this one key of miracle forgiveness, and you're not responsible what she did. I'm responsible how I respond. And I say, will you forgive me because I didn't respond just like Jesus. And you use that miracle key and me and my wife get connected. And I cannot literally think about one single bad thing she has ever done. Mm. And it's just a matter of a few seconds. I know that's just in the micro of what I experienced in my own life, in my marriage, I've experienced it in churches, with staff in the office, I've experienced this everywhere. But here we got to see this on a nationwide, That did something for me Mm -hmm. in regard to I don't know anywhere in the world and I have been all over the world Where there's an excuse that love is not greater than fear and that this miracle key of forgiveness cannot work If we just would humble ourselves
0: Exactly and this nation is a prototype of what forgiveness looks like and and what could happen uh, Even in America and it's just it, it was profound to me to see how big forgiveness really is and it was humbling to me because I'm a pretty easy forgiver, yeah. <laughs> but if I was in that situation, what would I do? And it was just one of those things that makes me look back into my heart, be like, would you forgive somebody that would kill your family? Or that would
1: do this atrocity in your life? Like that was Yeah, and, and we cannot even imagine mm-hmm. what they've gone through. I mean we we sat and I it's hard for me without even getting tears because I could still see when uh this one Catholic church, and they describe life while you are ministering this love. What you do not realize, these are the people that killed their family and now has been released from prisons. And then we, when we drove there, we drove by the prisoners that are still prisoners. But here you see, these are the ones that murder all of their family. And these people, she was raped by these people and gave them HIV and all of those different things. And here they are seeking the same church, worshiping and experiencing this love from you. And I am realize my neighbors has not done that to me or the one person that scratched my car or the one that criticized you on Facebook or it put everything into perspective. Exactly,
0: it really did.
1: And it's like, what if he can do that for them to learn how to love that way, to forgive that way what potential does this love and forgiveness message that Father Uba, he got a revelation, he lived it. Now part of our assignment was the race of other people. Mm-hmm. But what I feel for us as a GMA family is for us to become those love ambassadors that can represent the king. And just what we saw, and, and we do not even, I love this thing in Rwanda. You can even you wouldn't even know half of the church could be of this one tribe and the other one, but it yeah. didn't exist it. That's so true. They didn't even say, no, we are Rwandans. I wish that we were called United States of America. I'm Norwegian and you are no. Ethiopian yeah. <laughs> yeah. and live in America. And you are much more American than I'm an American. But no, we are one. Yeah. And to see this oneness, and what if that would spread into Washington DC? Mm. And what if the politician was not compete with well, one and complete? What would it look like if it starts to honor that here's what we value about each other and what we have in common instead of what divides us? Yeah, it would change just, everything. It would change everything. change everything, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Man, it's, that, was, that was such a cool thing. And, and, and the other thing that we saw there that was really cool was how clean the city was and how they were talking about, one of our drivers was talking about the peace uh, that came into their minds and, and, and the unity and the forgiveness that they had, and then that came out as just the way that they keep everything clean.
1: Yeah, and it's a very interesting thing. That, that driver that we talked about, uh, when, she, when she shared it hit me because he said, no, what started is when the peace came in yeah. and we started to have peace in our hearts and in mine, she said, things started to clean up, we started to clean up. And also, I just was thinking about when shalom, peace, Jesus the Prince of Peace comes up, you start to see the cleaning, and you starts to, instead of throwing trash, you're picking up trash. Exactly. There was a shift that took place. And one more thing I wanted to honor was the president of Rwanda, the importance of leadership. Mm-hmm. That was not a big lesson I saw that this leader here is like a father of the nation. I didn't meet one person, no matter where they were at political speaking, that dishonored him. There was such an honor for that president, and that president is doing the best for the people, and he's doing things to to value everybody, and to honor everybody. There is poverty, there is pain, there was a lot of things that has not been fixed yet, but it was a clean country. They took care of one another, and you and I, we walked around in the middle of the night or late night, and then here we are, like one of the young girls, we were just asking for direction. Mm-hmm. And we asked her, do you feel safe? And do you remember that? It was amazing. Yeah. She, there's, no, there's no danger, yeah. even in the middle of the night, for, for a girl by herself. I've never been anywhere in Africa, no. I could feel and say that for a young girl. I wouldn't even hear in about daughter, to say? my daughter is going island. <laughs> And here we are talking about a place that was a slaughter field and to see what's happening. And I believe it has a potential and I'm gonna invest in Rwanda. We as a GMA family, we're gonna be part and join both the, and it was so much fun to be with the Catholic church and mm-hmm. the Catholic family. And I know some people are asking, well, but we're gonna see that whole nation become a prototype both for the rest of Africa, but for around the world. So mm-hmm. that people can see the language of love that was a language the blind eyes could see yeah. and the deaf, ears can hear and to see the language of kindness. I want you to pray for people right now because I know there's people even with physical problems that needs healing, but some of that can be connected to trauma. There's other people out there. Maybe they have people that they are struggling with. And I was thinking about just Joseph after everything that he did to his brothers and the brothers. I mean, here he had been in the pit. He had been in the prison. He had been through these horrific things he had gone through. And then there is the people that did this to me. That was his own family. Mm -hmm. And here in Rwanda Booth, it was your own neighbors. It was your own friends, your best friends that exposed you. And in the middle of Joseph says, you did not do this. God did this. I could bless you. That Mm -hmm. is the key of miracle forgiveness. So I just sensing I want you just to pray and bless some of our family there that needs. You needed yourself. And some of you also, by the way, I'm just sensing now that you need also to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. I just sense that because we saw that over and over again. We met people there. What? The one that murdered the people. What about the one that slaughtered? The one was involved in a rape. And that's really not who they are, but in the middle of this, climate that was and we've seen that the last couple of years so I many people we say things we respond to things and suddenly before we know it we do not act and we do not show the world a God that looks like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So if that has been you and you've even been struggling with some of who you have been and your behavior or something you have done from the past. That miracle key of forgiveness also works for you to forgive you the way that Jesus forgives you. Then you forgive your neighbors. Then you can forgive your enemies. It starts with receiving it so that you can become it. So Mike, I just release that gift over the people.
0: Father, I thank you just for your sons and daughters, Lord. I thank you for uh, just the grace to be obedient and the grace to be able to forgive and just to release. And uh, Father, to forgive themselves, but also forgive the people that have hurt them. And God, I thank you for Rwanda and the, and the uh, hope that they have displayed for the world of what it looks like to free yourself from the trauma of the past and to forgive those people that have hurt you. And so, Father, I just bless them and I bless uh, just the things that your spirit is doing upon them. God, I thank you for restoring bodies, for restoring uh, just, uh, I, I think there's people here that have been having uh, been tormented by dreams at night because of the things that have happened in the past. And so Father, I thank you for restoring their sleep at nighttime. God, I thank you for restoring their dreams, and that's a place that they're gonna be able to encounter you. And God, I thank you for uh, restoring families that have been disconnected and been broken because of things that have happened. And Lord, I thank you uh, just for redemption to come where uh, brokenness once took place. And so Lord, we just release your grace, we release your hope to come into place of suffering, Mm. and we bless the things that you want to do, in Jesus' name.
1: And then also just sensing there is someone named Jason, that is watching here, and it's chronic pain, both from the neck and go down in the back, but Jason, that's you, and you even have the pain even as we've been praying here, and just releasing that Jesus, the Prince of Shalom, Mm. the Prince of Peace, is just going to fill you at this very moment, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. And Linda, somebody named Linda, and you have breathing problems, and there's tightness in your chest, and I'm just even sensing, there was this heat, and you're going to feel it at this moment, touching your chest right now in Jesus' name. And that warmth is just the heartbeat and the love of the Father towards you that's going to heal. Both a broken heart, a wounded heart, but it's also an effect that your breathing. So I just bless right now. Open up those lungs. Open up a So that you're going to be able to breathe again and just sensing that rest, that peace that's just filling your body. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this season. And I thank you for everybody that is watching that each one of us are being called in this season to represent a God that looks like Jesus, a minister of reconciliation, a minister that is looking at people and show them his hands and his side and says, whatever you're going through, I can identify with you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what is your issues, but I know that Jesus do know and he can identify with you. And he shows you his hands and his side and says, hey, Invite me into your situation because I can do something about it. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest because my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Learn from me because I'm low and meek and humble in heart, and I will give you rest for your soul. I thank you, Father, even at this very moment, that you're filling room after room with your presence because your presence changes everything, just like you did in the Catholic Church in Gigali do it again in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. Thank you, Micah. Absolutely. It's awesome. Amazing. Thanks
0: for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.